0: Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first, and listen every day. We are, in fact, free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and, of course, upvote the video itself. And if you could, you know, check out our subtext community to where whenever we have stuff, we'll just send it to you as well. I'm here with John Gillespie from The Grove Report. They had a lot of good stuff after the um, open scrimmage. We're going to talk to him all about that. How you doing, John?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing today,
0: Stephen? Man, I am just absolutely peachy. You know, decent weekend, the wife's out of town, and I spent that by sleeping and taking naps and watching TV. That's what I've done this weekend. My, my wife oh, is going to come back and put me to work, but that's what I'm doing now.
1: Yeah, well, that, that's that's the way to approach that kind of weekend, absolutely. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Anyway... John, you were at the open scrimmage, and yesterday we put out a video with Dalen Flowers, who was at the open scrimmage. So we, we like to get perspectives on this channel. It's not, you know, everybody sees something a little bit differently. And his takeaway was how strong of an arm Walker Howard had. That, that's what jumped out to him. What was your main takeaway from the scrimmage?
1: I think, um, and, I, and I wrote this a little bit yesterday uh, after the fact, um, you can tell that, at least from my perspective, that Dart right now is the front runner. And I think part of that is because he has grown some in this offensive system, grown some as a quarterback this offseason. Um, that's also paired with Spencer Sanders not really being 100% healthy and Walker Howard, you know, still learning the offense along with Sanders. Um, but I, I do think all three quarterbacks could bring something to the table. Like, I, you know, I, I think – it, it should go without saying that this quarterback room is very talented. Um, I think that's kind of been the general consensus for a while. Um, but Dart definitely looked more comfortable yesterday than I remember him looking even at the end of the season last year, um, just working within the offense and stuff. And he made some really good off-balance throws that when he was feeling pressure was able to use his arm still and get the ball where it was supposed to go. And um, it was good. And, and Spencer Sanders' legs – I know his, his shoulder has been the issue, but his, his ability to move around, escape pressure, create plays that way was, was something I really noticed as well.
0: Yeah, and, you know, this is my take. I, I don't know if this is the case. I don't have a hotline to the coaching staff. But from everything I've heard right now, I would say Jackson Dart is the consensus number one quarterback. Then, then it becomes interesting because my number two is Walker Howard. My number three right now is Spencer Sanders. And that's basically because a little bit of a gulf is developing um, between Spencer and his ability to get right. He threw 100%, apparently, at the open scrimmage, which he needed to do. But if this continues as well as Howard is playing, as well as Dart's playing, it's almost like there's no chance that Sanders can even get in this and make it a competition.
1: Yeah, and, and obviously those things can change as hmm. as the spring and then fall camp wear on, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know that I would say it that strongly, but out of the three guys, I was impressed with Dart and Howard the most. Let me say that from a throwing ability perspective. And how much of that is Sanders still being rusty from his injury? How much of that is offense-related? You know, I, I don't know that. But to me, just yesterday, again, in a microcosm of one practice, those two were the most impressive to me.
0: Now... Is Jackson Dart so impressive and Walker Howard looking impressive because of the jumps they made or because of the weapons at their disposal? Because I do not remember an Ole Miss wide receiver core, an Ole Miss tight end core, a a running back that is first team All-American Walter Camp preseason. Um, There's weapons that are completely surrounding this quarterback position that has to make it a little bit easier once you have a grasp of, of exactly what needs to be done.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's definitely part of it. Um, but I do think Dart also just looks physically better than he did a year ago. I think the jump from year two to year three, at, well, I guess it's year one to two for him in the offense, but two to three in his actual career. Um, that's always huge for the development of a quarterback, right? I mean, the, the the two to three jump is always, you know, has has the potential to be the to the to be the biggest jump in a quarterback's career. And, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that Dart has done that, but he does look physically better than he did a year ago.
0: All right. And I asked this question to Dalen before. I'm going to ask you to you as well. Did you notice Jackson Dart using the whole field? Or was there a little bit of the same stuff that was happening um, last year, holding the ball too
1: long? What What did you notice there? To me, it looked like he was really efficient with getting the ball out of his hands. If anyone held the ball too long yesterday, I thought it was Spencer Sanders. Um Dart, again, and to the using the whole field question, I think that is also a yes, because th- there's one play in particular, and it, it's kind of hard for me to describe the way it actually played out, because, you know, we're not in a film room, but um, he kind of felt pressure. He moved up into his right in the pocket and threw kind of across his body to the left to Michael Trigg a little bit, which is mechanically not correct, but you have to do what you have to do when you feel pressure. And it was, for lack of a better term, it was a dart to Michael Trigg. And uh, it was a beautiful play. And, again, he he wasn't sitting there keying on one guy, keying on his first read, that kind of thing. He was able to progress and use the whole field, at least from my perspective.
0: Well, you know, you mentioned Michael Trigg, and a lot of people are saying Michael Trigg looks a little bit different. He looks a little bit more engaged. You read practice reports – that are all around from the earlier practices, and his blocking. There seems to he seems to have a real focus on his blocking as well. Talk about what you've seen from Michael Trigg early on.
1: It's it's funny that I had a conversation with a guy at the practice um, yesterday, and we talked about how Michael Trick has all the talent in the world if his headspace will be right. And I don't know a better way to phrase that, but if if he can be as focused as he needs to be. I think his, his talent is obviously off the charts, but speaking of blocking, there was an interesting set yesterday um, with, you know, where, where I saw some, you know, kind of, kind of, like you said, his emphasis on blocking. Um, and I, I thought, Hmm. Okay. That's a little bit different than a season ago. Um, so, yeah. And I, I think that they still, I think this team still wants trig to have a key role in this offense and um, in, in this tight end room. And he's definitely got the tools to do it. Um, But again, if he can make a jump from where he was last year, not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint to now, yeah, uh, I think, I think the talent is definitely there.
0: Yeah. He's got the athletic ability to beat Brock Bowers and I'm not joking around with that, but he, he, he just, he just needs to decide to do it. And there's a, there's a level of commitment that he will have to make to get there, but he has that kind of athletic ability now, if we look at the wide receiver position, Trey Harris, I believe, is out. He did not play yesterday, uh, but Chris Marshall is making some plays on the outside. Talk about Marshall a little bit.
1: Well, did we? I know I didn't really expect any different there. Um, mm-hmm. I, some some people may have, but uh, yeah, he he was in the again. It's kind of a mesh of ones and twos right now, a little bit with some of these some of these reps, but. The first snaps that were taken yesterday, yes, he was on the outside, and um, I thought he looked really good. Um, of course, I again I thought he was going to be really good when he came to Oxford, anyway. Um, but yeah, I think if you're talking about athletic ability and some of the plays that this guy's able to make, uh, I think it's definitely there. Right? I mean, that's that's especially a key addition right now after losing guys like Mingo and Heath to the draft. You know, you had to kind of fill some of those voids. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be that right away, but I think that the potential um, to be pretty special is is definitely there.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm about to throw out a comp to you, and this is not saying that that person is this person right now, but he flashes that way. He's got some the similar tool set, and that is Chris Marshall and Laquan Treadwell look remarkably similar on the football field.
1: I can see that, yeah. And um, that's – pre-injury Treadwell. Yes. Yes, I I can definitely see that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Um, and I don't think we even noticed yet, and nobody noticed that because everybody tends to watch the football, but watch it, Chris Marshall run block. That is what made me make the Laquan comparison when he flashed. If you go back there and look, he is an animal blocking down the field. I mean, he is
1: special. It's physicality, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that level of receiver. You know, it's – yeah, there's finesse and all that kind of stuff that goes with the position. But for the for the uh, Treadwell comparison, yes, the physicality is kind of the standout there.
0: Now, I know you didn't watch it on the defense that much during the game um, and during the open scrimmage. So I'm going to ask it about you just because it could. Pete, Pete Golding debuted. This is the first time a lot of us could lay eyes on the Ole Miss defense. What, what is an impression of it that you had?
1: Well, I thought it was yeah, I thought it said a lot that there were I think the first two or three possessions. I can't remember exactly how many. The first one was a three and out. I will say that. Um the second, I think the offense got one first down and then had to punt. They don't actually punt, but um I, I thought the defense was flying around really well. And again, we you know, we mentioned the tools that this offense has right now. Um, the athletic ability and and stuff, even as quarterback is being figured out. Um, I thought the scheme looked really good just from the the few times I was kind of paying closer attention to that than the offense. Because I went in yesterday wanting to just see quarterbacks for the most part. Um, But, yeah, I thought that, you know, especially with the tools and weapons that this offense currently has, the defense looks pretty good. And, you know, I thought there was good energy from that side of the ball. um, Really – Really into it, almost like it was a real game kind of thing, um, which I thought you know is pretty difficult to do for a random scrimmage in early April. Uh, kind of have that same that same level of energy. Um, so that's yeah, I think early returns on the defense have definitely been positive.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. And and one of the complaints I get on my channel is that I repeat myself too much, and that is because I have different people on the on the show that I need to tell what's going on. So um, I went back and I watched a lot of UTSA with Pete Golding, not so much Alabama because they're recruiting a different player at Alabama. But if you could see what he was doing at UTSA, he's going to be stepping up to an Ole Miss level. But you saw a a defense that was crazy aggressive that if they had weaknesses, it was with counterflow plays like reverses and things like that. But, when you think about the job that this defense is going to have, at least in 2023 and 2024, you can start looking at the rankings, but in 2023, this is the role I think they're going to have. And that is their job is to steal possessions for this offense. Somehow get a sack on third down, um, get a turnover. If you can steal a possession with as explosive as this offense could be, there's a chance you could win a lot of football games. Now, from what you saw this weekend, does that jive with that just a little bit?
1: Yes. The, the aggressiveness, the um, – I, I used the word energy, but aggressiveness is probably a better, a more apt description. Um, I mean, just, a, again, just the, the level that I saw that, that some of these guys were at for April 1st was, uh, I thought, pretty special, especially with a new system being implemented and all that kind of stuff. And, yes, I think you're right that that is probably going to be their job if the offensive weapons can stay healthy. Um, Get stops, but not just that. Again, get the ball back to the offense. And you do that a few times, especially with how difficult the schedule is, and that that can make a difference in, you know, seven wins to nine or however many, you know.
0: All right, before we get out of here, um, I'll do the same thing I did with Dalen with you. Um, I have – Um, rules, different rules for the offense and the defense, but on the offense, only one of the players you name can be a quarterback, but I'm looking for two standouts from
1: the scrimmage. Okay. So I can't, I can name a quarterback.
0: Yes. Just, but just
1: one. Okay. Uh, Jackson Dart, this is going to sound like a cop-out, but Quinshawn Judkins, because he had a really special run where he looks, he, he still looks the same. I mean, he. He he went through hit hit the hole broke a couple tackles threw some guys off his back and just kind of waltzed into the end zone. I mean it was, yeah. So I, I that's again that sounds like a cop out, but he was he was the second standout.
0: You know, Jackson Quinshan should appear in these things, especially whenever I do these rules. So yeah, that makes sense. Defensively, anybody stand out to you?
1: Uh, off the top of my head, not exactly individually. Um, it was it was more of the the group. And again, you know, there are some guys who were in non-contact type roles too. you know, the, the black Jersey deal. Um, so I think if, as, as, spring progresses further, you know, I'll be keeping a closer eye on individuals on the defense a little bit more because there were some guys I was looking for and couldn't find. And, you know, I wasn't sure if they were non-contact or just not out there or what exactly. So.
0: Yeah. And one thing I do, like I said, we want as many perspectives on this as possible because Honestly, this isn't an insult towards anybody and you all know all these guys, but all the reporters talk and all the reporters can start kind of, Hey, I saw this Jackson Dart looked good. And all of a sudden it's like a game of telephone around. And no matter exactly what's going on, it becomes into like an echo chamber and it's inadvertent. It's just because it's so small and where it is. So one of the things I want to do is like with you, with Dalen and stuff like that is have a ton of perspectives out there that might not be, um, from the reporter angle and everything uh, because I, everybody's saying the same thing that I don't think that tells the story um, but th- this yeah. is this, this has been pretty fantastic John um, I hope that you can get back out to the next open scrimmage and the Grove ball and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to you afterwards
1: yeah with a little new addition to our family uh, hopefully mm-hmm. my schedule will work but I was able to I was able to get back up there yesterday, and it was – I'm not going to lie, it was a lot of fun. Uh, football's year-round in the South, and getting to see even something that watered down was, was fun.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Whenever I saw you tweet that you were there, I'm serious. I, I, I was at Arsenio Hall, um, fist just pounding. It was like, yes, we got more people there. The show next week is going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah, but, Absolutely.
0: Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you can hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, National Championship tonight. Anyway, John, thank you so much, and I look forward to talking to you again next week, bud.
1: All right. Always a pleasure, Stephen. Thank you.
0: All right. Take care.